Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We face an attack on our democracy and on truth. A raging virus, growing inequity, the sting of systemic racism, a climate in crisis, America's role in the world. Any one of these would be enough to challenge us in profound ways. But the fact is, we face them all at once, presenting this nation with one of the gravest responsibilities we've had. Now we're going to be tested. Are we going to step up, all of us? It's time for boldness, for there's so much to do. And this is certain. I promise you, we will be judged, you and I, by how we resolve these cascading crises of our era. Cascading crises of our era, and now you have a chance to be the judge. A year after those comments were made as part of his inauguration speech, let's take a look at what has transpired in the administration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Let's see if we think that he has done an admirable job or if there's still much to do or much to do. Let's put it that way. Rick Dayton Show on the air, 3.09 this afternoon, and we're going to take A little while to dissect exactly where you think we stand a year into the Biden administration. I have said a number of times that I think one of the biggest specters that he has hanging over this administration is that of the economy and in particular inflation. When you look at what's going on with energy prices, when you look at what's going on with uh, oil prices and gasoline prices, that certainly could have a very negative impact on what may happen at the polls coming up in November. But for those of you who voted for President Biden, I'd like to know from you what you think he has accomplished, what you would say you would hang your hat on. For those of you who did not vote for the president and maybe didn't vote at all or voted for another candidate, what do you say he has done in the first year? 866-391-1020. It's the way we can have that conversation. 866-391-1020. And, of course, we always want to hear from you. And the the question I have is, is, what's he done? What has he accomplished? If we go back and we look at what 
much of his speech was about there were mentions of COVID, there were mentions of climate change, there were mentions of what's going on with Medicare, there were mentions of what's going on with immigration, there were met, and we could go on and on and on. And we've got a number of different things that we're going to share with you. Minimum wage was certainly front and center in terms of that being a point that they wanted to address and that they were going to get addressed. Also, the student debt relief is another very big one. A lot of people are saying, you know what, I just don't know when or if that is going to be addressed. So from you, what do you think in terms of the first year of this Biden administration, what has been accomplished and what must still be done? And what exactly do you think of the leadership that he has provided throughout this pandemic as it has continued into what now is a, uh, I, I think you could make an argument that we started hearing about it in 2019. We knew much more about it in 2021. And now here we are into a fourth calendar year, really the third year, if you will, in terms of living with an outbreak in cases, because I don't think you count 19 uh, in, in that regard at all. But let's say uh, from a fairness standpoint, the third calendar year of dealing with a pandemic. And granted, I acknowledge and I know for a fact that there are going to be people who say, well, he had nothing to do with 2020. You're absolutely correct. That was not when he was president, and that was uh, during the election cycle that was there. But what do you think about the job that he has done? What do you think about what he has accomplished? And we need to talk about this, and we need to give you a chance to sound off and speak up and say what's on your mind. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. I know there will be a press briefing coming up this afternoon where the president will be talking to some members of the media. Not all, not the entire press corps, but 30 selected members of the media will be there as part of his comments later today. Does that bother you? I, I, I've got to tell you, I, I don't think that that is necessarily um, if you are selectively picking which members of the media you want to have in there. I don't know that that's necessarily what the American people would like to have. I mean, I think there's enough distrust of the media in general right now that people are going to say, well, I want to get some information from this. And if they're not in there, then I don't know that I can believe the other. I, it's just another observation in terms of what is going on right now. And again, the, the president will be speaking with the press coming up here in just a little bit. 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020, talking about what you think about what the president has done and accomplished in the first year. Has he lived up to the promises he made to you if you voted for him? And if he is not somebody that you voted for, what do you think about the job that he's done? Maybe it's surprised you. Maybe you think that he's done a better job than what you thought he would. And that's fine. But I need to hear from you and know what you think about year number one of the Biden administration. Let's go ahead and jump to the phones right now and find out what's going on. We're going to start with Guy. Hi, Guy. How are you? You're on KDKA. Hi, Rick. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm on my way home from work. And, Excellent. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. I... I am. Uh, I'm not unhappy that I voted for Biden, but um, I think that he needed to be. He needs to be a little bit more forceful. Um, in my opinion, the problem he has is not only does he have the Republicans that are don't want to cooperate with him at all, and he has his own party that are at odds with each other. And as a Democrat, it kind of makes me a little bit upset. Uh, I think he's leaning too far to the left. And I think he's trying to bite off too much. 
uh, I think what he should have done is just concentrated mainly on the uh, on the on the uh, the virus and what its effects has been on our economy. And instead of trying to handle too much at one time. When you say be voting uh, rights and everything else. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, Guy. You said you need to be more forceful with whom, do you think? Is within his party well, or with party. Republicans? Okay. His part. His part. Okay. I mean, uh, he just, uh, I mean, he's trying to, I think he's, he's trying to please too many people. Uh, he's pretty much a, a middle-of-the-road guy, but yet he's leaning too far to the left to satisfy the progressives in the Democratic Party. And I think if you swing too far to the left, just as the Republicans goes too far to the right, it's not good for the country. Yeah, a lot of good stuff right there, Guy. Thank you so very much for getting us started today. He voted for him, would like to see him be a bit more forceful with the people in his own party, and thought that, if anything, he should have concentrated more on what was going on with the virus. Would love to hear from you as well. What do you think about the job the president has done in his first year in office? 866-391-1020. Guy, thank you very much for getting us started here today, and we're going to continue the conversation. We live in a society. We live in a world. We live in a culture that it's immediate gratification. You better get it done now. And if you tell me you're going to do something, then you really better do it. But we also live in a world where we have gotten used to the fact that politicians will say a lot of things to get elected, and then we don't always hold their feet to the fire. So what do you make of the first year of the Biden administration and what the president has accomplished? The uh, the, the the promises to reach across the aisle and to work with the other party to get things done, to be a compromising leader. Has that happened? What about the issues of minimum wage? Has that changed? What about the issues of student debt relief? This is what the president had to say about taking care of those people who were under an inordinate amount of pressure to pay off those student loans as part of his inauguration a year ago. I proposed and and the House, Nancy, put it in the plan to immediately provide $10,000 in debt relief as stimulus right now, right now for students, a minimum of $10,000 relief. I've also proposed that you, in fact, have, if you come from a family where you are making less than $125,000 a year, the family, that you, in fact, are able to go to a state university for free, for free, and you get debt relief for those who've gone to those universities in the last five years. I just, I, I, that was part of the inauguration speech. That was what the president said was going to happen, that it was going to be immediate. A year later, where do we stand on it? Again, I'm not standing in a, in a room just throwing rocks at the window and saying, tink, 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 and I, I, annoying little pebbles at the window. And nor am I just, you know, throwing shade. I just want to know what you think of the job that he has done. I liked what Guy had to say about being more of a leader within his own party. But I think that that is critical. That a Republican president needs to make sure that he is the leader of the Republican Party. That a Democratic president needs to be the leader of the Democratic Party. That is going to be your role when you're president. But the issue of student debt relief, why have we not had anything brought forward about that particular thing that gains any kind of traction whatsoever? Why have we not heard more about it?
Now, I'm not talking about whether or not you think it is a good idea, because I think that's a whole nother debate. I think that you are going to open Pandora's box in a way that you never have done before if you start to say we are going to re- that we are going to forgive your student loans to the people who have them right now because I can tell you there are going to be thousands and thousands and thousands who say wait a second I busted my rear end working a second job, a third job, to make sure that I paid off those debts. I did it for 15 years or 20 years. Where's mine? Guarantee you're going to have people standing up saying, I want mine. But the question is, what has been accomplished? What has happened? What has been done in the first year? Just got a text says that I'm on on my way home. I'm on the bus right now. I've got a mask on, but I can't call. But I do want to say that right now uh, I'm listening and I think that Biden is doing very well. I did vote for him. I think your prior caller was right that he needs to be more forceful talking about guy. Let's go back to the phones right now. Let's bring in Phil from Homewood. Hi, Phil. You're on KDK. How are you? Yes, how are you today? I am very well. I don't think I've talked to you since the new year. Happy New Year. Yeah, I got a new job, new shift. Well, good to hear. I, I hope, hope you like it. I love it. I yeah. love it. Working with kids. Excellent. But good I just for want you. to say this. We cannot blame President Biden. He has done all he can to get some relief for student loans and other things that he had wanted on his agenda and in his speeches. But when you got a Republican Senate that is hell bent on uh, voting, not offering any support, and then you got two senators, one uh, works for the big, big coal, the other one works for big pharma. How are you supposed to get something done? I mean, these are things that just should pass easily. But everybody else is with them. The, um, the House is with him. you got two senators and holding up the whole show. We should get this done. One of them is in his party, Senator Manchin. Two. Well, but I mean, in particular, I'm just going to start with Big Cole, right? And the Big Pharma, yeah. we also know that she's also in his party. If he was such a great uniter who ran on all those issues, I mean, how many times did we say, did we hear him say, I've spent all this time in the Senate. I know how to get things done. I know how to reach across the aisle. I know how to get the, and yet you're citing two, and I think that that's a fair argument. You're talking about cinema and buy. If you're talking about those two in his own party who don't buy in, then how can you be a great uniter? Because money talks. Money talks, man. We all know that. Money talks. Everything else is just by the wayside. And you got a Senate, I mean, you got a uh, Republican, uh, Mitch McConnell, saying they're not going to help him get anything done. So how can you stand up and unite against something like that when people are just so against you just because of who you are that the American people got to suffer for it? It's all about the bucks. We all know that. Bill, I love the way that you think through these things before you call and that you know what you want to say. I sure appreciate you jumping in. Thank you. Not a problem. Phil calling us from Homewood today. Don't blame Biden, he says, for the fact that there has not been a whole lot that has gotten done. We need to look within his own party. We need to look at some of the other people. We need to look at where the money's coming from, he says. And what do you say? 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. Need to hear from you. A year into the Biden administration, what do you think about the job the president has done? Got to say, I'm not the least bit disappointed by a little warmer temperatures today, but we are going to be going into the deep freeze, as a matter of fact. And uh, 
Could be really, really cold here in the next couple compared to what we have today in the 40s. It's 338. Rick Dayton with you on KDK talking about the job President Biden has done in his first year in office. By and large, the calls that we've heard, the texts that we have received, people saying they think that he's done a pretty good job. We want to continue on with more of the inauguration speech that he gave in January 2021 as he was sworn into office, including what he had to say about changes lowering prescription drug prices. There aren't a lot of things that uh, almost every American can agree on. But I think it's safe to say that all of us, whatever our background, our age, or where we live, can agree that prescription drug prices are outrageously expensive in America. Today, I'd like to talk about how we're going to help millions of Americans save money and ease their burdens by lowering the cost of prescription drugs. Just trying to highlight some of the things that were in that speech to give you a, an idea of some of the things that he talked about and whether or not you think he has done a job of, uh, of accomplishing those things or addressing those things or at least starting down that path. Let's go back to the phones right now. 866-391-1020 is how you can be part of the conversation. 866-391-1020. It's good to welcome Lynn from Squirrel Hill into the program. Hi, Lynn. Good to have you on the program. Hi, Rick. How are you? Isn't it sad that... Is, oh, I'm okay. Isn't it sad that, that our um, our senators and our government is owned by special interest groups that will not allow us to help the people of America? That's sad. Well, I just listened to that that clip you just put on. The you money know, that's that, coming from the fact the money yeah, from pharma, right? Owned by these people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're owned by coal. They're owned by big pharma. They're owned by them, and that's a sad, sad thing. And I completely agree with Phil. Everything Phil had to say, I say ditto. But but one thing I wanted to say, Phil, uh, one thing I wanted to say, Rick, was the thing that he's done for me the most mm-hmm. is given me some peace of mind. I don't have to listen to Mr. Trump and his crazy tweets and his attacks on people. I can have a little bit of peace and a little bit less fear that somebody's going to blow us the kingdom come because he's mad at china he's mad at somebody you know i feel better (laughs) yeah no there's there's a much different discourse i think it's safe to say coming from the white house now than there was from 2016 to 2020 i don't think there's any question about that mm -hmm. it's not not so you know intensely violent and scary (laughs) Has he accomplished, though, the things that you hoped? Has has the policy changed? I don't think he can because there are so many people in his way. And he can try to unite, but if McConnell and the others, including Democrats, will not unite with him, then there's no hope. And I don't think anybody can fix it. I really don't. I think that it's their own bought and paid by these special interest groups, and there's no way to get rid of them. I, I'm beyond, you know, perplexed as to how to make, make it right. Yeah. I would love somebody to make it right. It's a big you know? problem. It's, it's a big, sad. big problem. It's very sad. Yeah, it is. Lynn, very thank sad. you. I sure appreciate you calling in thank today. You. Thank you. You bet. Sure. Bye-bye. Let's jump over right now to uh, Butler County. We're going to go to Cranberry where Jake is calling us today. Hi, Jake. You're on KDKA. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, uh, we got rid of Trump uh 
with his mean tweets and calling people names and stuff. And uh, what in the last uh, two weeks here, uh, Joe Biden has called the other people uh, Bull Connor and uh, George Wallace, and uh, they're all racist on the other side. If if you wanted to be a uniter and get things done, maybe you negotiate a little bit, right? right. Hey. I'm Joe Biden. Maybe I'll listen to what the Republicans are saying, uh, that the borders is a disaster, and I'd do a little something about that. I'd change that a little bit. Or maybe I'd open up drilling again in the United States so we could be an oil exporter, and Russia wouldn't be trying to take over Europe with their uh, you know, 100,000 troops on the border of Ukraine. Right. 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 You, you got to give a little to get a little. That's how you would be a uniter. But it doesn't seem like Biden has done that. No. And I think that he ran on that platform loud and clear. I mean, how many times did we hear him say, look at the amount of time that I've spent in the Senate? This is what I have. Done. I mean, that was what he touted his ability to do, to reach across and to bring in the other side. And, you know, even people who weren't same minded or like minded to be able to say, hey, this is important and we need to be able to do that. And I, I agree. There has not been enough of that. There just has. No, and like I said, it's it's whether you're trading baseball cards as a kid or trading Hot Wheels cars or something, you got to give a little to get a little. Right. I don't think I don't think him and his side have given anything. You know, can you can you listen to the other side on the border? Can you listen to the other side on the economy? Uh, maybe the problems with China. And look, now we got uh, gosh darn uh, North Korea roaring back, throwing missiles every week. Hmm. Good luck to him. I, I hope he does better. No, I appreciate it, Jake. Thank you very much, Jake and Cranberry, calling in and, and letting us know what's on his mind. I, I, it's a really, really good political point that he makes, plain and simple. Here's the thing, is that if you are going to hold out an olive branch to somebody as a gesture of peace, right, you have to reach out and extend that. You can't just say, give me the olive branch, because that's not making peace. That's demanding something from the other side, and then it's putting you in a position where they are subservient to you and you are the dominant one. That's not a peacemaker. That's not somebody who is trying to work with the other side. It's 345. What do you think about the job the president has done in his first year? 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access. You can text us on that number as well. It's 3.52. Rick Dayton on the air with you until 6, talking about the job the president has done in the first year. As we go back to the phones right now and see what's on your mind, let's bring in Bob from Monroeville. Hello, Bob. You're on KDKA. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. <laughs> I think the man's an abysmal disaster. Let's look at Afghanistan. He left a bazillion dollars worth of equipment there. We brought another hundred and however many uh, thousand, uh, thousands of immigrants into the country. We have to absorb that. And then, as far as the border goes, he just opened it and let the floodgates open. And again, we have to pick up the tab for trying to do something with all these people coming in here. Uh, he shut down construction on uh, oil and gas pipelines. And here we are. We're paying over $4 a gallon uh, gas, uh, thanks to Joe Biden. Uh, I, I don't believe that he's, he is the one 
that comes up with all this because I don't personally believe he's running the show. I think I think he's a third termer for Barack Obama, and I believe that Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and those people are he's a puppet and they're pulling their strings. In the meantime, we look like fools in front of the the rest of the world. And I'll tell you, God forbid, God forbid, uh, there's an invasion in the Ukraine. Uh, I don't believe that he has the wherewithal or the intestinal fortitude uh, to lead us through something like that. And the same thing holds true with China and North Korea. There's just too too many bad things going on that I personally don't believe that he's cognitive, cognitive enough uh, to handle it, and the uh, the only the only thing that he's done is he has opened the door, the floodgates for the Republicans to take everything back over. That's basically all I have to say. I, Bob, I appreciate it. I think the the fact that you thought through again what it is that you wanted to say. I just I absolutely love the people who listen to this program and call this program because. You're thinkers. You are people who look at the information as it relates to you. If you support the president, you tell me why you support him. If you're against the job that he has done, you tell me exactly why that's the case, too. I tend to come down much more along the lines of where Bob is right now, that if you look at the promises that were made, the things that we were told by President Biden, minimum wage, still the same, hasn't even really been addressed. Looking at other issues out there having to do with the pipeline, looking at other issues in terms of, uh, you know, that did indeed get shut down. But you, know, you look at, at student relief for debts, that hasn't changed. Pharmacy plans, that hasn't changed. Medicare reforms, those things have not changed. We're a year in to a four-year run. 25% of the race is done. If you're running a 400-meter race, right, here we are 100 meters into it. And you got to save the kick for the end. Well, you better start kicking something because so far there hasn't been much of anything getting done. And you can say all you want that it's the Republicans' fault and things like that. That's not what Joe Biden said he was going to do. He said the reason you should vote for me is because I can get things done. You can't use that as an excuse now if that's what you said you were best at. And that's the problem that I have with it. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.